the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Amy Klobuchar, she left the, uh, the the vicinity. She was in Maumel yesterday. Well, I'm I'm sorry, I wasn't at the rally. I wasn't there I, either. I wasn't, were you I there, wasn't Paul? At the rally, no. Zach, were you at the rally? No, you weren't there either. Uh, yeah, I did. I don't know how many people showed up. Hmm. No, no idea. She's the name that everybody's bringing up now uh, over in the Democrat Party of the person who should be getting out of the way and stepping down <laughs> from the race. She's the only one that doesn't just scare me completely. I mean. I'm not saying I support her policies or anything she says, but she scares me less than the two in front of her. Well, at least she combs her hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's I mean, a, come on. Let's uh, let's face it. Bernie, dude, I, I'm just telling you, Halloween this year, Halloween, Bernie Sanders' hair is going to be a big deal for mm-hmm. Halloween. People, He's scary. That's a, that's people are going to be going to, to Halloween parties as Bernie Sanders. Uh, he won, of course, the Nevada caucuses on Saturday. He took in 47.1% of the vote. Oh, boy. 47.1%. Wow. Big finish. Uh, Number two, and he says, see, this shows me I I can reignite like a phoenix and rise from the ashes. Joe Biden, Uncle Joe says uh, he had 21%. Pete Buttigieg, 13.7%. Elizabeth Warren, 9.6% from there on it just so falls joe, off the falls off the cliff so joe biden is rising from the ashes by getting less than half of bernie's yeah yeah okay well, well here, here's Clinton. the big one let me give Go you ahead. the big the big story the big story south carolina of course that's going to happen uh this this week uh you got the debate i believe tuesday and then the vote is on saturday if i'm not mistaken um i thought was interesting is that february february maybe march uh, Biden led Bernie Sanders by 20 points in South Carolina. According to real clear politics now, that lead is down to three per points. People mm. want to vote for a winner. This is South Carolina, that. folks. This is not good for Biden. Uh, no. He's got to win South Carolina big if he wants to stay alive. You would think that One South state. Carolina is a little more conservative than... You would Nevada. think. You would think. Don't bet on it. We're sitting here saying that Joe Biden is conservative. Yeah, <laughs> well, isn't that wild? I mean, that's so, scary. Yeah, he's a conservative socialist, like some, maybe a little less conservative of a socialist than some of the conservative socialists here in Arkansas. But still, the he, bar is being moved. Well, I mean, in the wrong direction, and, that, and that's kind of the problem with some of this. Is it, yeah. Well, here's the key, though. The key of this is is, and we talked about this, and. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think, uh, 
Liz Harrington wrote a, an op-ed about this, and she was right. And when I was talking about it, I believe I was right. And very simply, that you've got the media calling Buttigieg and uh, Warren, not Warren, let's say Buttigieg and Klobuchar, uh, moderates. They're not moderates. <laughs> These are They're socialists. only moderate when you put them up against, you know, a crazy, really crazy leftist like Bernie Sanders. We see this country going more and more socialist all the time by by all of the above, just about. And the sad thing is it goes back to the frog syndrome that we already have so many socialist right. programs in this country. We're chasing England right on their heels and becoming more socialist all the time. No, I think I don't think we're on their heels anymore. I'm afraid that we might have passed them up in some no, regards. No, we have not. Well, in some regards, when you look at the, regards? When you look at the Freedom Index, the Economic Liberty Index, I think we're behind. I England don't buy it. Right but you may be right. I'd have that, to look but. at it. Well, the people in England and people say, hey, you know, here, free college in England and free this and free housing. When you leave mom and dad's house, they give you an apartment. But let me tell you something. I know people in England that's graduated from some of the top colleges in England. These people are at the height of their career, graduated from the best colleges. They can't afford to own an automobile. <laughs> they still live with their mother. Wow. If if their dad gets sick, well, then we got he people in the United States who live with their mothers. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I, I know it, <laughs> they don't have a college. Hopefully, they don't have a college degree. Well, well, and and have a profession and still can't afford their own. They get a college degree in gaming. In gaming, <laughs> well, I'm well, just I, saying. I'm just yeah, saying. well, I tell you what, we got Cheetos. Well, you know what? <laughs> I don't have so much trouble with with mom supporting people that that don't want to work and want to play video games. I just have a problem when the working people that go, get up and drive to work every day are having to support the people. That yeah. Are, oh, I agree wholeheartedly with that. That's mom's choice. Yeah. But I don't think the taxpayers in Arkansas ought to be paying insurance for everybody with 138% poverty level well, and below. Well, you, you just, but I think you they just, ought to get a job. You just need to have the right feelings about this. You need to oh, you need yeah. to adjust I'm, your I, feelings. Oh, okay. I'm in touch with my feelings. I really, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if we're over like in England when you're job. paid if you get a W two. You know that, right? You know while you're you get your pay stub and then it breaks down how much mm-hmm. you're given to the government. But I can I can pretty well bet you that if I took my check and what was being taken out of it, it would be far less than what's taken out of a check. In England, I talked to you're a probably lady right. or France. You're, you're probably right. I talked to a lady to, for, to in Europe from a European country, and she said that they were at seventy five percent. At seventy five. In other words, when the they country. get paid, they they deduct seventy five percent immediately. Well, no, it was altogether seventy five percent. they were. It pro- would be interesting to see what what ours is now. Altogether, they were paying seventy five percent. So I don't know exactly what they were withholding out of their check, but I bet it was seventy percent well, anyway. You got. You got your medical you got bill. That's going to be in there because their medicine is single payer. You got to have that. They've got uh, all kinds of other taxes that they they got to pay up front. Right. And you hear these stories. Do they have a VAT tax in England yet? I know they do in, in that's France. One those, that's one of those things. It's liable to be actually hard to calculate on your income because what kind of tax? A value VAT. added tax. A value added. Oh, okay. so, so basically, value added tax is one of those things where. The the industry gets taxed every time they add value to a product. Yes. So so it starts off as as iron ore, and it's passed on to and you. So, so yeah, then, they don't use it. They don't use 
coal in England anymore. They don't use no. coal at, at all. Most people in England, you know, the working class people, they pay their electric bill at like a meter out by their house yeah. or something. I've heard of or some they of call that. In and they call in, so you pay up front, so when your lights go out, you get on your cell phone and you make another payment <laughs> right. and on they the turn electric bill, on, yeah. and they, and they, that, and they turn that, the power they back They do that on, here in America. Off your, off your cell phone. But there are people in England that that we've met at church in different places, and we send them money to for gas to go see their mother because when they're – the state gives the the mother a place to stay in assisted living center. Mm. You know, the only opening may be seventy five miles away. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's they, one of yeah, their yeah, you know, so, places. So, so you go you know, wherever there's an opening. You know, whose husband died because he got brain cancer at sixty, and he wasn't worth and he wasn't worth saving at that point because they didn't run any tests when he got it ten years ago. So they right. didn't run any tests when he started getting headaches. So he dies at 60 from cancer, and now the family is fatherless, and Grandma gets put in a rest home 75 miles away, mm-hmm. and the whole family actually has a job and works, and they can only afford one car because of socialism. And then you hear everybody over here th- saying, mm-hmm. hey, everything needs to be free. Well, let me right. tell you something. You can't afford and free. That's, and that's You a, can't that, afford it. And that might be in a country where we're actually providing military services for them. Oh, oh yeah. R- yeah, yeah. As I, so as we'll I always say, if you really want to see how expensive medical care can get, wait till it's free. Mm-hmm. That's what I always tell people. And they go, what are you talking about? I said, have you read about England? Have you ever have you ever sat down? Because that, that's that's what they want to base everything on. They talk about, mm-hmm. well, look at Great Britain. Look at Great Britain. Yeah, look let's at Great, look, let's at, look Britain. at Great Britain. What, what, are, what have they done for themselves over the last 50 60 years we we've have we have we not provided them with military service have we not pr- protected well, they, them from the they, rest of the world but they do have a military they do have a military i'll give them credit and it's it's formidable typically mm-hmm. but it's not like france where they drop rifles and run i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying man uh you know we've been we've been babysitting europe for a long time i like what trump did about nato I think that they yeah, need to, they need to pay their money, and that's something that they've been told that they had to do, but nobody had had the testicular fortitude. Was that a nice way of me saying that? Yeah, a you're testicular more fortitude. You're getting more politically correct. <laughs> I'm proud of so you. that you know where you tell them uh, you're going to pay it or we're pulling out. You know, and Trump has done that basically. Yeah, well, remember we, what was it? The first year that he was in office, everybody was having a heart attack because he was. He was giving them a hard time. Well, if you remember when Reagan came in and all the cartoonists was, was showing Reagan running, or wasn't Reagan, it was the president before him running around trying to hide the button, the war button. Because Carter? Of, yeah, Carter, <laughs> yeah. They were, he was trying to hide the war button because everybody thought that it was going to be doomsday when Reagan comes in. But when you talk about socialism, if you talk to any businesses in the state of Arkansas that are uh, small businesses, working class business in your community. Right now, they don't have enough workers. You ask how business. Well, business is pretty good. But as I was talking to Zach, Zach talks to the guys that come in to be on the show, Joe and yeah. Duck and those guys. Yeah. It's like, they can't we can't find, find any help. We can't find any help. Well, you I, I, already bought their insurance for them, and, and, and you're giving everybody uh, everything they want without working. Uh, then... Why would they, they only take want a to job? Work twenty hours a week. They only want to work twenty hours a week, so they stay in the, in the level, so they don't have to buy their insurance. Or you have a government that sets up regulations that tells 
an owner of a business, you can't work a guy 40 hours because if you do, you're going to, he's going to become too expensive to hire. That, that, that are, because it, it, their salary is only about 60% of what you end up paying. Well, and I, I expect that even if you're willing to pay well, it's hard to find people who are willing to work. I was, I was talking to a fella from church a while back, and he was a licensed electrician, I think. And he was working in the oil industry because they were looking for men who knew how to work. He wasn't even working as an electrician. I think he was working on hydraulics. Let but me they were you. looking for men who knew how to work. And so they just sought out Let people. Me he was that probably problem in his 40s or 50s. Itself. You go back to the Depression. A lot of teenagers had to leave their home because their parents couldn't feed them. could not feed them. Teenagers left home during the Depression because their parents couldn't feed them. Let me tell you, they figured out how to work. Whenever you're hungry, whenever your mm-hmm. family's hungry, or whenever you need health care for your children, you will go find a job. That's another thing. Sure. My family left Arkansas. A lot of people left Arkansas. They went to where the jobs were and got a job. You can't go down in the Delta where the jobs aren't there anymore and support these people. These people need to go where the jobs are. And that's the thing is that we've come up, come up with this, this kind of fool-headed notion that, well, if I'm going to work, I'm going to make at least 10 bucks an hour or 12 bucks an hour or 15 bucks an hour. No, I'm hungry. I need something to eat. I will work for $3 an hour. Hey, work for free if somebody When the government allows trade. it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. For free. When the government says, no, you'll have, to, you'll have to be paid 10 bucks an hour or you can starve and live, live under a bridge. That, that's your options. That's, that's boneheaded and stupid. I learned my profession, you know, working for $8, $10 an hour. But what I did, I learned a profession. So, uh, of course, I learned the foundation from my dad, but I learned the auto recycling industry from working for very smart people and if, and if, at a very minimal wage. And I wasn't getting – I was, as uh, Jed Clampett says, I barely kept my family fed like Jed. But the thing about it, while I was doing it, I was learning a trade and I was learning sure. how to support my family. Many of those people that left their homes during the Depression, if you talk to them, which I was fortunate enough to – to be able to to grow up with some of those people being my mentors, mm-hmm. they work for free for room and board to mm-hmm. be able to learn a profession. When they left mom and dad's house, they'd find a mechanic shop and they would say, "Hey, just let just let me live here and and feed me and give me a place to sleep." Right. And these guys learned a trade while they were doing that. And so that is perfectly These people honorable. will learn a trade if you quit supporting them. All right, 20 minutes after 6, we'll be back. we got more to talk about. If you didn't hear, Bernie Sanders won the Nevada caucus with 47.1% of the vote. He's closed within three points of Biden in South Carolina. That comes up this week. Then the the, uh, Super Bowl uh, or the SEC Super Bowl of all of the – of uh, the primaries happens uh, next uh, Tuesday, on May, uh, March the 3rd. we got a lot coming up over the next few weeks, a lot of things to shake out during that time. We may know that uh, Bernie Sanders can't be stopped by this time two weeks from now. we got more to talk about. We'll do that when we take a break and come back. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer, home of Rush Limbaugh. Here's your traffic. All right, back with you, and it's uh, what, what time we got? Twenty five minutes after six, early in the morning on a Monday, and uh, Hannah has joined us today. Hannah Webb is here. What's what's your official terminology for a name now? I don't even know. I go by Hannah Webb Howard. Okay, so we just combined it all, and we'll pick a name eventually. Is what we I'm got saying. it. <laughs> all right. 
And we know Jan is here. She's downstairs waiting for them to come over and open the door for her. And so is Kenny Wallace, because he's going to join us today, too. Kenny Wallace had an interesting situation over the weekend. He showed up up in Jonesboro for a John Cooper event. I was watching it live on uh, Facebook. I just happened it popped up on my on my phone. I was watching it, and uh, it was supposed to be a public event, and he was there to record it. And then they asked him to leave. They they took it from being a public event to when they, I guess saw him made it a private event. And I asked him. I I, I typed in. I said, "How many people are there?" Seven. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> big big crowd. How many? Did anybody hear how many was at uh, Klobuchar's event yesterday in Maumelle? I didn't even know what was going on yesterday. So. Yeah, she was here. She was in Maumelle yesterday. We're going to have to get on the email list. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I I, I'm waiting to get one of those text messages, you know, yeah. one of the either from Biden or Bernie or whatever. I'm, I'm waiting on my text message. I, I haven't got it yet. I, I, I got, got it yet. I got one the yeah. other day. We're on the wrong list. Yeah. I, I knew she was coming in. I didn't know she was going to be in Maumelle. I thought she was going to be here in Little Rock. But not, I was telling Dave, so much. she scares me the least out of all the crowd, you know, if well, she looks like a moderate when she's not, because when you put her up against uh, Bernie, anybody would look moderate. Yeah. You know, I mean, seriously, you just well, crazy. Anybody that had any kind of sense, like we're going to leave people's health insurance that's twice as high since Obama was elected it was than it was before Obama was elected, and it hasn't came down yet, you know, we're going to go ahead and let them keep it, then uh, all those people that uh that thought sensible like that you know they executed them they circled them and, and ran them off so uh the only people there are full-blown socialists did you see where bernie sanders was defending castro over the weekend oh wow. on the talking head programs yeah he says well yo i'm not i'm not standing behind the totalitarian regime that he ran but the first thing he did do is start a literacy program before the people of cuba when he took over so you could read and write while yeah, you're yeah, being yeah. shot. Communist, <laughs> yeah. Communist, good. Capitalism, bad. So, so you could, if you read between the lines, oh, so you man. could read the banner as your as your throat was being. That's cut. exactly right. Yeah, so you could read. You could read Fidel Castro, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, he just what he died. What sixteen? About ten? About four years ago. Yeah. And Raul now Raul's gone too. And, now, and since he's gone, now you got that other guy that's in there. You know, in communist country, there's usually guns involved when there's a change of power, a mm-hmm. change of office. You know, people don't like just give the keys to the next guy. Or well, they've been like doing that, that lately in, <laughs> in in Cuba because everybody's, you know, so incestuous there yeah. that the people that have been in power have been at the top all that time and they just go to the next yeah, person because they, the, yeah. they still have control the of the military. Communist, right. You know, as far as that's concerned. They don't have to kill off quite as many of their people then. You're right. Exactly. So, so what do you think about Elizabeth Warren saying that she was a, she was a capitalist? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> she's desperate. She's desperate. It's really she's, ridiculous. She's, yeah, anytime that bunch says they're capitalists, boy, they're, they must be. Remember, she's the one that said, I'm also circling. an Indian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that she didn't go Indian. so well. And I, I was fired I, because I was pregnant. Hey, that, I, wasn't, <laughs> that was a lie. Hey, I'm Native American. I was born here. Yeah, you know. and, and I've got maybe one one sixty fourth Indian blood. I don't know. I have no Indian blood. I mean, that I know of. I, but I now I haven't gone out and done what is that the, the heritage or whatever thing. Oh, I, I, I haven't sent in my saliva yet. Mm. 
I, I get worried about that. Have you heard about that, Hannah? Yeah. I mean, you're you're going to be a lawyer. They're going to they're they're sharing that information with people. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing they can. So you know, it's one of those things. Anything that you turn over to a third party is no longer private for basically governmental investigation purposes. Yeah. So, so why you, would you want to? I want to talk about this in a moment. Oh, we got to get to the to the that's news. Scary. Let's do that. News is next right here on the answer. All right, back with you. We understand Jan had to go back home. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but uh, I'll get in touch with her, find out when I can expect to come back in the studio. Kenny Wallace has joined us. I asked him to come in today uh, because he had an interesting uh, experience yesterday up in Jonesboro. Why don't you explain what happened? Because I was watching it on on uh, Facebook Live when it went down. Yes, what I decided to do is on Facebook there is a what was known as a public meet and greet that was hosted by Senator John Cooper and since it was a very contentious race that they've been having uh we decided uh me and lovely Rebecca decided to go up to Jonesboro and ask him I was going to ask him kind of about his F rating from the NRA and then you know why did he why did he promise to end Arkansas Obamacare Medicaid expansion when he ran the last time and has been supporting it this time. Now, there's basic routine stuff, mainly on his record. And, and if you know, if you've watched me, you know, that's kind of what I try to focus on. You know, what have you done that actually matters to other people? Uh, so this was at the Rev Room Recovery Room. as the name of the, I don't know, a bar or a coffee place. I don't know what it was. Uh, up in Main Street on Jonesboro. So... We got in there, got in there in the rain right before the right about was supposed to start at five. I think we got there about like five minutes early, and right as we went in there, we got basically uh, blocked and accosted by some guy who said that uh, no, this is a uh, private event. So they knew who you were. I'm not sure if he knew who I was. No matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he didn't because he had to go and talk to somebody else. Uh, and ask them who I was before they could decide whether or not it was a quote-unquote private event. But they saw you come in with the camera. Yeah, they saw me come in with a camera and my cell phone. Uh, and, of course, the guy who blocked him was a guy named Michael Givens, and he is the COO of St. Bernard's Medical Center in Jonesboro. So he's part of the big hospital industry that benefits from the Medicaid expansion, uh, the private option, which was renamed Arkansas Works. Which so is- are they – was. Is that uh, are they? They're behind it, of course. Yeah, they're and, pushing for Cooper. Of and of course, course they're p- pushing. Were for they Cooper. behind this meeting? I believe so. I believe he stated in, in the video uh, that he is one of the hosts. I I, to- I posted on a, a video platform called YouTube because it gets a little more views there. It's I call it anti stand your ground Arkansas senator with F rating for NRA kicks me out of public meet and greet. Um, but Givens. Um, refused to allow me and, and, and claim the event was private. I showed him the image. It showed that this was a public meet and greet, and you know there was a say. few people that were there. Well, then he went to uh, Givens and consulted Northwest Arkansas aide to U.S. Senator Tom Cotton, a guy named Jeff Morris. And then I can't apparently Morris and I think uh, Cooper's wife may have been sitting down in a little area that he and them of that. They they kind of they finally figured out who I was. Uh, and then he missed, he didn't inform me that the event was actually private. And as it is a private location and business, I had to leave. Well, yeah. I couldn't call the, you did the right thing. Um, I think you should have changed yourself to a chair or something, but that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> come back with a disguise. 
You can fake ide- mustache uh, glasses. Re- re- yeah, re-identify yourself. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I guess I could have done that. I'd like to add one thing. Jump on the mic there. Oops. I'd like to add one thing to one of Cooper's things that he's helped the governor with. As you look at this, the governor aligns with the more liberal Republicans, and the governor gets behind people that support Obamacare because the governor supports Obamacare. But another thing that Cooper helped the governor and the more liberal Republicans do in the state of Arkansas that control the House and the Senate is he helped them kill ethic bills. In the state of Arkansas, lawyers uh, get big money from Medicaid and uh, Medicaid expansion companies and people that have Medicaid contracts to consult Medicaid people on how to get Arkansas taxpayers' money. Basically, they're selling access to taxpayers' money by being lawyers and consultants. So you have Brian King and Linda Collins-Smith and some of these people that were in there at the time try to pass an ethics bill that says if you're part of a company that gets Medicaid expansion or if you're a lawyer or a consultant that's getting Medicaid money in your private accounts, or in your lawyer accounts, then you have to disclose that before you vote on a bill to expand uh, taxpayer spending. You have to disclose it. So if I'm in the transportation business and I'm hauling people back and forth to the doctor and there's a bill coming up about Medicaid expansion, then you'd have to say, now, hey, this is going to benefit my business, you know, before I vote. And we have a little disclosure in Arkansas. Well, the governor does not like open disclosure and does not like ethic bills like that so john cooper helped the governor and some of those cronies that work together to kill these ethics bills so the taxpayers of arkansas don't know who's benefiting from all these programs that are in the house and senate yeah well you remember that don't you yeah there's a lot of things going on as far as cooper is concerned that are anything but you know, conservative. There's no doubt. He ran yeah. as conservative. He's anything yeah. but a conservative. Yeah, and actually the governor's campaigning for him today. Uh, there's some tour that there's doing up there called the HAL program, uh, H-O-W-L. And the, the governor, uh, Hasa Hutchins, is supposed to tour up there. Uh, I got a text. I wasn't sure. It's at the Education Room 133 at maybe at ASU at 2 p.m. And I don't know if that's another public event or not because I got kind of a broken text about it. But... The governor's supposed to go up there as part of a tour of a government program and then uh, cheerlead for uh, Cooper today. Um, and then I don't know what other events are going on or <laughs> if you're invited to them. But, um, yeah, the primary's March 3rd, and this guy does not represent the, the citizens of Arkansas and certainly not the, the people in that area. It's Arkansas Senate District 21. It's basically Jonesboro, Craighead County area. There may be some other parts of another county that are in it that's basically where it is and of course his opponent is dan sullivan uh who's been fighting for conservative rights in the legislature for as a state legislature for years uh, for well, at least this this one term that he's been up i think he's been i think it's his first term up there state rep dan sullivan I'm not sure whether it's first or second but yeah he has been fighting up there uh to fight against uh, you know the marble palace what we call it or our, our local swamp that we need to drain mm-hmm uh, against the tax increases and the government waste. Um, and, of course, the stay-in-your-ground law, that's another thing that a lot of people focus on Cooper on. He was – John Cooper was, didn't just vote against that. He was the deciding vote that got that yeah, bill killed in committee. It. He killed it in committee. And then he's referred to it as a legalized murder thing, and I mean, we're all going, no, that's not what that is. It's, been, it's, it's survived in other states. And he's the only one who was able to discover that. Yeah. 
You do know that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, from a call from somebody who he can't remember or something to that effect. And, I mean, it's just like, and then he, now he's got this hospital name thing. I saw the video about that. He tried to uh, attack uh, Jan Morgan and Dan Sullivan. for. He tried to shame them with a video that was, I think, done by his consultant firm. And you can tell he's reading off of a script when he's trying to bring shame to them, but, which, is, which is something you're not supposed to do. I mean, if you're... If you, somebody's doing something wrong, you want to bring shame to them, you look them in the eye or on the front of the camera. You don't read from a script. But And now apparently, the, I don't know how many names on there were fake or not supposed to be on well, there. Hannah's got some insight on that. Yeah, well. So, and this is just from a dear friend of mine, um, very active in the Craighead County Republican. Who may join us today. Right. So she's not, she's not some loon who's just yeah. spewing. And she spoke with several doctors on the list and they had absolutely no idea that their name was going to be released they did not give permission and so i don't know if this was craftiness just straight up fraud i don't know what i don't know how the list was able to be published without their knowing but here we are and so several of them are like listen like we don't support him we didn't you know condone this we didn't know this was happening and basically i think that they released it and they were just going to deal with the aftermath and hope that you know, the good from it was going to be better than the backlash they were going to get so from these, it. So these people were not actually donors. I don't know the circumstances around mm-hmm. donations or any of that, which I think is what Nancy may be able to clarify. bring some light to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and clarify from because apparently she's had firsthand conversations with some of these doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just all around, right? That's total the epitome of everything that's been John Cooper's campaign and him as a legislator. I mean, it's just I, I can't. Considering how good of a person personally Dan is, and not only that, but how conservative and genuine he has been as a legislator, it blows my mind that this is even a competition, that it's even a race, that we're even having. He's got lots of money. It's it's just crazy that we're having a serious conversation about the merits of these two candidates when I'm like, they're not even in the same ballpark. Especially a Republican primary. It, it, it depends on what you're looking at. If if you're with the Chamber of Commerce and in, in the you get more money in the community by getting more federal money and and more taxpayers' money to the hospital and to Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Then you're for, you're for a big cov- big government opponent, and you're what you do. You end up representing more people that have more money and more power. Uh, one other thing I'd just like for our listeners out there to, to know that you know there was a half cent wholesale tax. It was more. That was half cent on gas. It was more on diesel. I don't remember exactly what it was on diesel. But we did get a gas tax in Arkansas that did not go before the voters. And Cooper did vote for the gas tax, the wholesale yeah, that gas tax. that was 3% tax. on gas, 6% yep. on uh, diesel. Okay. So I think five Yeah, was the average. Okay. Exactly. And so that 3%, like you said, taxes everything, and then they mark it up in the profit. So Cooper voted uh, – for the gas tax, Sullivan voted against the gas tax when it was in the House. So uh, this is a clear line to draw here. But if you look at the history, though, when you look at, at at Brian King's race and you look at Linda Collins-Smith's race and you look at some of the races, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, the hospitals, the Medicaid companies, they all clearly come out and support the candidate that the governor endorses. Well, I'll share some more for you, with you in just a moment. And a letter went out from uh, a person dealing uh, with schools and i want to read one paragraph from that when we come back see uh, dave ellswick show we got to get your traffic let's do that 1011 fm the answer the home of the rush limbaugh show 
Yeah, just just talking what's been going on. Uh, I've got some people sending me material here. Let me check a look real quickly. Probably more stuff. Yeah, there's people just sending a lot of stuff to me, so I'm, I'm trying to see. I've been asking about how many people were at the Klobuchar uh, thing yesterday, and um, when I'm seeing it, for what it's worth, THV live stream wide shot looked to be maybe 150 folks there. Mm. Is what I heard, and and that's from Elizabeth, and I don't expect Elizabeth to to not hit this correct. So what do I? It's a lot different than a thousand. Yeah, that's a lot different uh, as far as that. Um, I wanted to bring up another thing about this thing about uh, Cooper and uh, and Sullivan. Uh, Cooper uh, is being supported strongly by the teachers union. I mean, really strongly by the teachers union. In fact, Garrett Barnes, assistant director of the Northeast Arkansas Career and Technical Center sent out a personal letter. Uh, I have no idea how many people got this, but a lot of people did. Uh, and he, given all the reasons why he is proudly casting his vote for Senator John Cooper, uh, and he makes this statement. There's one line in here that is very telling. It says, Arkansas is an open primary state. To vote in this election, you have to tell a poll worker that I want a Republican ballot, please, when you go to vote. In other words, they're telling everybody to go in and vote for Cooper, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. You know, I, I hate open open primaries, and uh, I've been I've been pleading since I've been in this state for 20 years almost now to go to a closed primary system. And that that whole argument, well, we got to keep new blood coming in. What kind of new blood do you want in your party? I think you want conservatives, don't you? You want Republicans. You don't want no, some, some, Democrats who who suddenly say they want to be a Republican because uh, they know maybe, that's the only way they can get maybe, elected. Maybe that's how some of the leadership want it. Well, it, well, yeah, you got to go along. That's no with doubt that. the way the the way they w- want it. I've, you go up to the Capitol and mention open primaries we have and you'll see real quick you'll be very unpopular but we saw candidates that were conservative get 66 percent of the republican vote of the people that's voted in the last three primaries and lose an election by democrats crossing by democrats crossing over so you can get 66 percent of the conservative republican vote and still lose that means that the Republican leaders are the leadership. I'm going to quit calling them that the leadership right now will, uh, can get, you know, about 35% of the uh, vote of Republicans and get a large majority of the Democrats and still win the race. So you can go to the, you can get in the middle and get in the middle and win an election. And that's where they're staying is in the middle. The longer the money they get bankrolls them. Well, the, the bottom line is, let's not make it sound like Asa is the only one who's been pushing this. This has been like this in Arkansas for years, and that's the way that they've decided to play the game. It's the wrong way to play the game. You know, it is the wrong way to play the game. But that's why that's we're behind the way in terms decided. of growth. Yeah. Other states are growing a lot faster than us. Uh, they got better roads than we do. They got better, you know, their tax rates are lower. Tennessee we've got more government. Yeah, exactly, and that's the reason why. <laughs> hey, but we've got more roads in California. But the bottom line is, let's go back to Hannah because I want I brought her in here to talk about this particular race because it just shows you how 
disingenuous some people can be and the cooper race has been disingenuous so that's the perfect characterization of it because if i could sum up that's just a nice way of me saying that line well well, and here's the thing (laughs) if i could sum up in one word dan sullivan it'd be genuine so here's the thing you know i met dan at my the my very first time i met him i was the college republican chair at arkansas state university and immediately i mean he went to bat for us that was when Turning Point USA got kicked off campus. I mean, he didn't miss a beat. People don't realize this because Dan is so humble. That's the thing about Dan. He is so humble, and he genuine believe, genuinely believes if the greater good is served, it does not matter my role in it, and it's not my place to get the glory from it. Which, and of course, that's Reagan, man. Right, and it, it's so admirable, and he is so genuine and such a great guy, and means what he says and is who he says he is, but. Because he does not brag on himself like that. You know, a lot of it gets, you know, the public doesn't see it. And he went to bat for us and he's never stopped. So every so me and Dan have become I like to think we're personal friends. I'm sure he'd say the same. But since then, every professional interaction that I've had with Dan, it's because he's fulfilling his promises. He's going to bat for us. So at my time as a college Republican chair. I mean, him and Murray opened their home to us. They donated to us. They helped us host events. They brought speakers in. You know, they genuinely put in like the grunt work with us to help grow the college Republicans. And then now that I've gone on to law school, I mean, one of the last college Republican meetings that we had at law school, and I'm not in leadership there by any means. I'm just a member. Um, Dan came, spoke to the uh, organization. And then after the meeting, after everybody left, Dan pulled up a chair with us in the student lounge and said, listen, what are your issues? What are your problems? Give me input. And he didn't do that as a campaign strategy. No one saw that. No one sees that. And he was like, what do you need? What would make your life better as a law student? And y'all are smart, educated people. Give me input. You know, give me input on how you think we can better this law or, hey, we just passed free speech. What's your thoughts on this? Do you think that we can beef it up? What's your opinion? And if I legislators take note, because if you aren't doing stuff like this, you're doing it wrong. But voters in Craighead County, I mean, he is genuine. He is who he says he is. And then on top of that, and so, you know, that's, of course, professionally and as part of a college Republican organization personally. So my mom's a teacher and the salary increases passed last session. Right. Which is a, is a victory for teachers. They're very excited. And Dan served on the educational committee when all this happened. And so I said to say he was very knowledgeable and he knew the ins and outs of the bill. And to put it very nicely, my mom's school district has chosen to be incredibly crafty. They've gone against the purpose of the legislation and they're undermining their teachers for the sake of their budget. And we'll just leave it at that. I could go on, on and on and on about it. And so her first call, of course, because we knew Dan, but... In his role on the education committee, she called him and said, listen, this is what they're doing. No one is advocating for us teachers. Help me. And that's exactly what he did. I mean, in the middle of a primary race, and he brought in um, the legislator for her district because my mom's school district is not in Dan's district, but several of the teachers are. Several of the teachers live in his district. It's in that perfect commuter distance i mean he didn't miss a beat and no one saw that i mean he was on the phone with her he was helping her he was explaining the legislation to her explaining the purpose and the spirit of the bill and helped her you know get ready to go to the school board helped her 
in her role as an advocate for all the other teachers. And no one's ever going to see that. And those are the kind of things that Dan does that people don't see. I'm telling you, he is who he says he is and genuine. Genuine is the word for him. All right. But just I just want everybody as we start talking in the future about uh, moving from an open primary to a closed primary, why I believe that. And this is a perfect example of that. You got a great legislator, I believe, uh, in in the House who wants to be a senator and is uh, is primarying a senator who said he was a conservative to get elected. And the first thing he did was to vote as with the Democrats uh, on expanding Medicaid expansion here in the state. And uh, we got him telling the, the Democrats to ask for a Republican ballot so you can blow the guy out. That's uh, a good one. Dan's biggest downfall in this race is he's actually a conservative. That's the wor- that's, the, that's worst the worst thing going against him, which is ridiculous. That's right. And as, as you see the establishment a lot of times, and the Democrats, like, like we said, they started a lot of these practices before the Republicans uh, in, that are in power came in. But what they do, they'll send the letters and emails out to groups of people to rally to be able to continue to grow government and support government programs. So when you have an open primary, you can send a letter to the county judges that says, is if, the, if this uh, half-cent tax that was supposed to stop and sunset doesn't stop, then we're not going to be able to fund your roads. If if I remember a letter that went out to uh, superintendents and, and everybody that uh, if the Obamacare didn't pass, they couldn't support the school system. All right. We're out of time for this hour. Hannah, I want to thank you for coming in. You Thanks off to for school? having me. You I'm off school? to work, actually. You're going to school. work today. Work, then school. Work, then school. <laughs> Kenny, thanks for stopping by and sure, explaining exactly what happened yesterday. I still think that was bogus. I mean, really, I, I was watching it. Uh-huh. It, seemed, yeah. it seemed totally bogus. You can see the bogus. Facebook live stream, and then there's uh, YouTube videos of it uh, on Keep Arkansas Legal. YouTube, is, which is a conservative alternative to YouTube, has that uh, sections there. They'll show those different sections of when that was going on all right we'll get that all posted for you we'll be back after the news continue the dave ellswick show my thanks to, to hannah for coming in uh, of course for kenny to uh, come in and talk to us about what happened to him as he went up to try to cover an event by the cooper campaign that had been publicized as being public and then when he got there and walked in suddenly uh, it became private and uh, if it's a, a you know a, a private uh, business and they ask you to leave you got to leave for our listeners out there that are not familiar with Kenny, Kenny goes up to the Capitol all the time and goes to all kinds of events and just uh, records and put things out there for the people at work to check out yeah, uh, whenever they some, get the chance. If you got a business and, and you want to be involved in the Dave Ellswick Show, uh, give us a call here. You can call, uh, uh, well, just email me to Dave at Salem, S-A-L-E-M-L-R dot com. And I want to use Kenny on a more regular basis. To do that, though, uh, 
we need an upgrade in equipment. And if you'd like to be part of that and you'll be on the, you know, some of the material that he tapes and things of that nature so that we can have some very good sound. One of the problems of having a local radio program at a smaller radio station, or I should say a smaller market like uh, Little Rock, is that you don't have the ability to go out with a news staff, a large news staff, like I had, for instance, at WIBC in Indianapolis, and have sound from these events. And uh, Kenny can help bridge that somewhat. And if you'd like to be part of that, I, I need to talk with you and, and show you how you can do that. And we'd really appreciate it. if, Because if, here's what it comes down to. If you believe in conservative causes, if you believe in, in government that's conservative, you got to get some skin in the game. If you're not putting skin in the game, you're helping the other side. I'm just telling you, it's the truth. You're just helping the other side. So I just want to put that out there for everybody. Re, to, re, yeah, regardless of whether or not you participate, you are participating. Yes, you are. That's exactly. By not participating, you participate. That's the yeah, way, we, the, way, way say, the fact that we pay taxes means that we're participating in the other side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all it takes is for good men to do nothing is for evil to, or we say evil, we say big government and higher taxes is evil. Excuse if you don't. If you think lower taxes, no, I don't excuse more that. Freedom, I, I don't apologize then, for that. That is then, evil. It is right, not then. right for somebody to just wantonly, because they have a majority, to take away take my money. Stuff. Right, and that's it's, if that's the case. Why don't we just you know allow mobs to go from house to house and take out of the houses what they want? That's what they're doing. That's what it is. It really is what it is. What these these guys wear white shirts and they wear ties, and they um, they comb their hair. And they um, get someone else to do the dirty work for them. I mean, I I really would like the Bernie Sanders supporters that want free college, they want their uh, debt to be paid, and and all the other things that they have taken advantage of uh, in our country, and now they want hardworking people to pay it for them. I want them to explain to me what the difference is between that. And walking up to somebody on a street corner and sticking a gun in their ribs and taking the money out of their wallet. Explain that to me. But but, but we voted for it. We we voted. Okay, that's yeah. That's that's basically. So you get a, a majority of the population becomes pirates, and you can steal from the others. Well, what's bad? It seems like all the companies, the bigger companies in America, want direct access to taxpayer money, so they don't have to spend the money on marketing, and they don't have to come up with a product to sell us. They just get in uh, with the legislatures and hire attorneys and hire consultants, as in the case of Arkansas, have these people consult them on how to base their business on taxpayer money, on getting taxpayer well, it, money. It can be and, tax- and that way, we can get the services and uh, with the protection of the government right. to make it, sure it, that it we can, can get what we need. It can either be through taxpayer funding or it be, can be through tax or through government um, monopolization of some sort. And so <laughs> right. so what can happen is that, let's say I I start a business, and you know I don't, I don't like having to compete with so many people. And so I go to the government and say, you know what, some of my competitors, they don't offer quite as good a quality of a product as I do. And, you know, I just don't think that's fair that I should have to compete with them. And so, so go to so, the insurance so, commissioner. And, and so we go and so I go to the government and they, and I convince them to pass a law requiring that everyone has to buy a gold hammer because a gold hammer is better than a steel hammer. And it's just not fair that I should have to compete with my competitors who are selling steel hammers. 
And as we see in Arkansas, what we're talking about has already happened in the healthcare industry with the Blue Cross and Blue Shield and with the hospitals, and it's already happened with the colleges. And I don't know since the government got involved in colleges and healthcare, I don't know how much the prices have gone down. Well, I mean, look, I think we can probably look at the fact that with with government involvement in colleges, now now people come out of college and they don't know if they're a boy or a girl. Yeah, they get. There might be an agenda tied to the money, is what Paul's saying. There well, may well, be I mean, an agenda tied to the money. I think, I think some of this money. is just you, you've got people who, who really probably are more qualified to flip burgers, but they're out there be, being um, they're teaching philosophy in college universities and they're teaching science. And these people they don't have the sense to to um, to get out of the rain, and yet they're 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 brought they're propped up as per, as college professors. And it's going to be very interesting to see what goes on here over the I believe the Democratic nomination is going to be probably determined over the next two weeks. Wow. Because right now, well, if Sanders, Sanders has got momentum right now. Uh, if he goes in to South Carolina and finishes first or a very strong second and then moves into the following week for the SEC where you've got – this huge amount of, you know, delegate rich states that are holding their primaries on the same day, March 3rd. It's going to be very, very interesting to see uh, if if Sanders can put more distance between him and all of his competitors. Uh, look, over the weekend, we we finally heard we're hearing from all of these Democrats now that do not want Sanders. And now they're doing everything that they can to stop and derail it. I'm going to tell you, this looks from a liberal point like what happened with uh, Trump. They didn't realize might Trump, be right. that yeah. Trump was a was a real deal until it was too late. And then you got all these other candidates that are ba- have, are basically having the same policies that are splitting delegates and things. But the man at the top, in this case, Sanders is is sucking up the majority of the delegates, and the the money starts drying up towards the bottom. I mean, the names that were mentioned over the weekend they they were saying, why doesn't Amy uh, Amy Klobuchar drop out? She got under five percent. Well, she got an exact. She got a three point nine percent in Nevada, hmm. and she says evidently. That she still has a a way to the nomination. Got a path, it's a uh, maybe a very. I'm just telling you, it's a razor thin way. If she lo- if she gets crushed in South Carolina, I don't think she has any way of getting there. But do Warren's, the people who follow her take their votes and give them to Buttigieg or, or to Biden or to whoever uh, underneath Bernie Sanders, or do they give them to Bernie Sanders? You know, if you remember when Trump ran. As the other people, like Jeb Bush and all of them, started imploding and going out of the race, they were endorsing. They were going. Those they they'd say, you know, vote for somebody else. But the people were started voting for Trump. Trump. Wow. Well, that's the reason you have an election, isn't it? To to get the people that the people vote for. <laughs> yeah, and it's, but but it is an interesting comparison between Trump and 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 um and Bernie Sanders. But Bernie Sanders is fringe whereas trump really wasn't fringe at all he was really he was very moderate from a from a political For republicans standpoint. he was considered 
a fringe, believe me. Well, well he I was mean, not part of the establishment. So whenever, right, when, whenever Blue Cross and Blue Shield calls right. and says, hey, you know, guys, you know, we need to support this uh, this uh, Medicaid bill or you need to support this Obamacare bill because it brings lots of money to the, to the state or the federal government, you know, Trump's not going to play. Well, he's playing some, of course, but they can't control him. In order to get big money from a corporation, you have to be able to carry out what they want. And I would say that Trump does not fit that category. And then maybe Bernie Sanders, maybe Bernie Sanders is is the, the people that they think the Democratic Party can't control. He'll be the voice of the people. I think they. I think they. Well, that's what he's going to run as the voice of the people. The voice of the people who want everything given to them. That, that's what it is. Well, of everybody, the, every, everything the, taken from here, us. Here's here's the funny Robin thing. Hood, all right, the hardcore covet. You have crowd. you have Sanders saying, you know, you got a man who's trying to buy the election by the name of Bloomberg, right? Because he's spending his personal fortune to try to become president. But what's what Sanders do? Look what I'll give you. <laughs> he, I'll spends, give, he spends I, our fortune. Yeah, he's he's promising people he's trying to buy the election as well, just in a different way. He's trying to see how gullible you are and uh, literally how ignorant you are that he really can pay off your college loans, send your kids to college for free, give you free uh, pre-K uh, child care, then give you uh, child care from kindergarten up, and on and, and Medicare for all, he's going to be able to do all of that. And I'm going to tell you what, he'll not do any of that because he'll be stopped in the Congress. Congress makes laws, not the president. He can promise anything he wants. You, president, he can promise you he the moon. He can veto, right? He'll just be a he'll be a, a veto, and it'll be yeah. a do nothing. I mean, if you want to see nothing happen. That's what's going to happen. So, Nothing. Well, sometimes years. that's the best thing that can happen. That's so, true. So, so just totally so, get it all balled so we'll up. Get, yeah. So we'll get forty acres, forty acres and a mule, but it might be on the moon. Yeah, probably won't get a. You won't. Even, <laughs> you won't see that. A lot of black people didn't see that. All right, a break. It's uh, nineteen after seven. We got to get to our traffic. Traffic and weather comes up to you about every fifteen minutes here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll get to the traffic right now here at one zero one one FM. The answer. It's the home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. A lot of interesting things are happening out on the national circuit. We talked local in the first uh, hour, talking about the Dan Sullivan and and uh, John Cooper Senate uh, primary race and the Republican primary up in Jonesboro in the first hour. And uh, Carville, the raging Cajun, uh, said that long... Uh, he was warning about nominating Bernie Sanders. He's saying there's a lot of people that believe that uh, Bernie Sanders can beat Donald Trump in the general election. Remember, a primary, a primary speaks to the most uh, ardent members of your particular party. The friends. So, the, yeah, the people that Sanders is talking to are the people that are really hooked on the left leaning democrat party all right and and he's using that right now to parlay himself into a very good you know position to get the nomination to run in the general but what he says now may not play out so well when he gets into the general uh uh, election where people are not 
either as super liberal or even super conservative as they are in the primary elections. And and we talk about that, red and, meat and things of that nature. And, and I here. think that's probably one of the reasons why why Trump is liable to just clean up again, is that he's not very conservative, but he's not a he's not a, a hardcore left wing socialist like Bernie. And I think I think Bernie is pretty far left fringe. And it's he just, is a capitalist. You know, Trump <laughs> Trump is a capitalist. Oh, I thought but, you meant Bernie. No, no, no. <laughs> Bernie no. is too. You, on they, some level. you, you, you cannot, but. What scares me <laughs> is I, I look at everything as percentages. You know, I think we're showing up to a football game to where one team has a ninety percent chance to win and the other team has a ten percent chance to win. But let me tell you, with Bernie Sanders in a race with a ten percent chance to win, that scares still. me to death because ten percent wins. Uh, a lot of the time, the temp, the the dark horse will win the race. A lot. 10% is bad odds. If if Bernie has a 10% 10 chance chance of getting Bernie Sanders scares me to death. And what really scares me is, guys, do we not agree that someday we're going to have a Bernie Sanders as president? I I mean, I'm afraid you may be right. Can it not happen someday if it doesn't happen this time around? Well, it could, but let's let's remember that these policies that Sanders is talking about were pushed – by McGovern back in the late 60s. I mean, it's not like this is new. I I say that with all respect to the left, let me say this about them. They grab hold of something that they really want to get done, and they keep pushing it. It's like, listen to Bloomberg, and everybody goes, wow, Bloomberg just said that if you're an old person, maybe we should withhold, uh, you know, uh, medical treatment for you for somebody else that's younger. Well, and I pointed out, Governor Lamb said that in Colorado in 1984, they were talking about it. I mean, this is not new. Forty years ago, they were talking about this. They just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And more and a few more and a few more and a few more start buying into it until you've got a movement. And and unfortunately, I I think you're right about that. Whereas Republicans, they have a tendency to they have a good idea. And then they give up. It well, when it comes it down stopped. to platform, yeah. it comes down to platform. Do you follow the platform or do you not follow the platform? I would have to think that the majority of people in this country, if they sat down and read the Republican platform and the Democratic platform, I believe most people are still by far going to support the Republican platform. But the problem is that sometimes, a lot of times, they meet in the middle in between the two. Yeah. And yeah, well, here's yeah. here's the only two things. Off the top of my head, all right, as I'm sitting here, big issues that the conservative movement has coalesced around and has moved it forward. The pro-life movement. Right. No doubt. That That's yeah. a big one, that we were able to do that. And now, and I think we're starting to see some real movement in this, and th- and that's, uh, you know, your free you know choice in education. We're starting yeah. to see that hmm. truly, and we've been fighting that since the seventies. Like, like well, the, well, I tell you what, uh, that movement hasn't moved as fast as it should have since we've had a Republican Senate and the House and the right. governor. They're still scared. They're still scared of the. Uh, they're scared of the, the, the superintendents and stuff. Yeah, they're yeah, scared and, of the very people that they're trying votes. to make a move on. Right. And I think you're, I think you're probably right about both of those issues, and it's it's one of those things. And I think one of the things that the Republicans need to get their head around is that. They have the power 
to overrun the courts. They have the power to overrule the courts when the courts are making up their own laws. And basically, the, the courts in this country have decided that they, it's okay to kill unborn children. And so they are responsible, in part, for um, the mass numbers of unborn children who've been killed over the last 30 or 40 years. But it's years. one thing that the left understands, and that I don't know if the right has really, really understood, and it's this. The left has understood you're part of a greater movement to do something, and you might not be here to see the fruition of your work. To lay the foundation. But on the right, you know, but they're really still willing to do it. On the right, it's been not so much. They but kinda, now it's changing. It's harder some to ways. take somebody something away from somebody than it is to give them something. It's what Republicans have against us. But one thing I think our listeners need to be watching for, and uh, Cameron Cooper told me about this, that they're having meetings right now uh, working on bills. A group is on uh, early child care, and that's another way that Democrats like to buy votes is try to start the indoctrination and the well, involvement of taxpayers' is already talking about. Well, pre-K child care. Well, well, there is a group in Arkansas already meeting to draft bills for for that for the doesn't next surprise. session. And, it doesn't uh, surprise me. And how do we so, get uh, Republicans to actually have enough principles to say, no, this is wrong? Child care is a responsibility of parents, not government. Well, uh, I think you're going to find that a bump, bunch of Republicans are going to be supporting it. It almost right. passed last session. I'm afraid you're right, which is which is sad and it's pathetic. Well, that's because it buys votes. That's because so many people bought into the whole thing that both parents have absolutely must have to work. It, it didn't used to be that way. Still, no. doesn't need to be that way. But because of our own selfishness. We've made it that way. Yep. Because of all the free stuff we're getting, both of them yeah, has to work to cover all stuff. the free stuff. That's right, all that free stuff. I always always roll my eyes. People can't see the close-up of me rolling my eyes. <laughs> and, yeah, there's so many people who believe that there is seriously such a thing as a money tree. I learned long ago with my parents that there was no thing that grew in the backyard called a money tree that they just went off and and pull $20 bills off. But, but All right, Rush, Rush is with us. Let's let him get in here and tell us what he's thinking. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. We're at uh, about uh, 25 minutes till 8. Glad to have you with us here on a Monday. We've already covered a lot of area, a lot of area. I mean, the big, the big news right now, uh, if you're not paying attention to District 21, and if you're not living there, you probably not paying attention much attention to it other than know that john cooper and dan sullivan are running against each other in the primary i mean there's a lot of primary elections out there that are uh, very uh, uh competitive right now we got the one that's uh down in uh, the the malvern area where you have uh i can't I just i shouldn't have done this because now i don't have my <laughs> My name's in front of me, and I can't remember every name of people who are running out well, there. I think, but you um, got the, Alan Clark has a has a has a primary. Yeah, opponent, he's not he? much. He's not not a he's serious. He's not much. I, and 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 I think How about Hammer. I think Allen's right. No, Hammer doesn't have anybody. He's not that's up for good. re-election. Okay, that's good. Uh, I mean, you got people that are that are out there. That's, there's some really interesting elections down in Benton, McClure against uh, Furman. That's going to be an interesting election to see who who wins that. Um, Furman doesn't have much money from what I've heard. I think that maybe he's doing one mail out. He's got enough money to do that. McClure, on the other hand, owns a, 
uh, her own business and uh, has more money to work with. So we'll see. And I've always said, you know, money is uh, mother's milk of uh, politics. I actually heard uh, Carville say that the other day. I happened to, whenever I see Carville's going to be on, I'll watch him. Not because I agree with his what what he's his trying to lead us to, but he's but, got, I, but he he's he, he he understands what's happening, and it's good to listen to him. But I was listening to what he had to say. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm being told now that uh, that Furman now has done four mailers, so that's good. I'm glad to hear that because he he needs the name recognition. He needs to get out in front of the voters. That's gonna that's gonna be a close election. If you don't think that your vote counts in an election like this, in the primary, it will show up and vote because, you know, whomever you're going to vote for, it may make the difference between win and losing. Uh, every once in a while, you'll it? see a race that has one vote difference. Well, who, the was it? who was up in northwest uh, uh, Arkansas? She's It's a woman. Um, she's, a, uh, she's a state rep. Gosh, I can't. I can see Della her. Rosa. Della Rosa. She won her race last election by what 10 votes it was a razor thin vote and now it's a rematch with her and the guy that wow. almost beat her last you, well, De La Rosa has voted for all the taxes that have been raised in the last few sessions so in 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 the voter record that i've seen De La Rosa has voted with with the uh taxes increases on on all sides well and and i from having we've had her on several times uh when we've been over there during the general session and uh, she's does not seem to be very uh supportive of um you know open education yeah she's more she's more of a moderate republican i think you know probably a fair way to put her and uh so she's trying i guess she's I'm being told she's got two opponents this it's time. Moderate. So maybe that'd be enough to to dethrone her. I don't know. Does moderate mean that you're for gas taxes? And right. does moderate mean that that you are against ethic bills? And does moderate mean that uh, that you're for internet sales taxes? Is that what moderate means? I'm afraid that does mean that. And it's okay. that sort of thing. I, I wasn't am, sure am what I your right? definition of moderate have was. I, have I heard that the... Uh, the uh, uh, tax that's being generated from the internet has brought in a lot more money than what they expected. You mean like the ones that they swapped out for um, the gov- the um, the military people? The sa- no, no, no. The sales tax, the sales tax oh. on the internet. But we didn't I have, and now may, we did. I think but it that may is, be, I think it's it making is. more money than what they, they ever expected. That was Senate Bill five seventy six is the internet tax, and, and it's all you know. Del from Rosa what I understand, most of it. that, yeah, most of that goes to just the general fund, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think, so. yeah, I think it's because they, they they thought that they were entitled to it before, and so they're just they don't even. Here's my it a question: Why wouldn't they take something like that? They could have got it passed a lot easier, probably before even if they said we'll take all that money and we'll play we'll apply it to the roads. Yeah, but well, we, here's the bill. But that's, not, prob- what, they're probably that's not what collect- they're going to do. And they're probably collecting they're more than what they that, would get from look, the They're going to drop it. They're going to drop it all into the into the, the general pot. fund, and then raise taxes, a half cent sales tax over here, and put it in the constitution. Three cents on on uh, gas, and six cents on on diesel, and to, to to fund road construction, folks. This is what I always talk about. There are those who govern and those who tax. 
Yeah, here's a list of those exactly what you're talking about. I found a list here. De La Rosa voted for these taxes. Senate Bill 576, a new intercent sales tax that you were talking about that applies to out-of-state sellers. Senate Bill 336, tax increase on gasoline and diesel fuel that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. House, House Bill 1737, a water bill tax. House Bill 1564, a cell phone tax. And... uh HJR 1018, uh, putting sales tax on the November ballot to add a half a cent tax on everything that was supposed to sunset. So there's five taxes that as as a moderate, a, a moderate, 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 moderate um, yeah, that's, we don't make this stuff up, people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's out there. It's things that you need to be aware, aware of, but um, I don't have breakdown on a lot. I can tell you this. In the in the race with David Ray and Maynard May, Maynard or uh, Mayhern, Karen Maynard Maynard is that what it is Mayhern or whatever her last name is, and by the way, if anybody who wants to text me again and say I haven't invited her on, I'll tell you again. Yes, I have. She's my, I gave her a, a wide open offering to come on, and I've not heard back. She says that she works during the time that I'm on the air and that she can't make it, so she's not going to be here. But the bottom line, that I, I can tell you just because I've worked with David Ray before he was running for office. I worked with him when he was with Americans for Prosperity. I worked closely with him uh, through Tim Griffin's office and through, uh, through other when he was with Tom Cotton, things of that nature. And he's a bona fide conservative. Yeah, we've seen him fight to cut taxes yes. or, to, or to prevent tax increases. Yeah, I've seen him and, do, the, do the war, and, and from go what, to war. And from what we can tell, his opponent— has literally well, she she has said taxes. well no she has said that uh, you know basically sometimes taxes are absolutely necessary you know what I'm not going to deny that that no, statement I, I except that all of the times that she's voted for tax increases they weren't, they weren't absolutely necessary right. well and so so her so her judgment seems to be um in a little different place than what, what yeah, we well, forget absolutely necessary is, is, is pretty low bar for, yeah low bar compared to mine yeah. Yeah, forgive me for saying it, but in Arkansas, uh, I think a good uh, scale of who to vote for and who not to vote for is, as far as taxes goes, is who the governor supports and who he doesn't support. <laughs> if the government governor supports a candidate, you can expect them to vote for tax increases. If a gov, if the governor doesn't support the candidate, he may probably be for smaller government. Now, here's here's a good example of of how i get in trouble on the air all right because i have stood against a sitting government uh, a city governor going up during a primary and uh, and politicking for a particular candidate right. i personally feel that the governor who is the head of the party should stay out primaries. of those primaries he should stay out of all primaries uh, now, when you get to the general election and it's a Republican against a Democrat, that's totally different at that point. He should be supporting the person supporting his uh, particular party, but should not be in there trying to pick winners and losers in the primary. And I know there's people who disagree with me on that. There's people who agree with me on that. I happen to fall on the side that the governor should stay neutral in the primaries. I try to stay neutral, basically, in primaries. Well, try. 
There's been a couple that I've gotten involved in. We've heard the governor say that he does not get involved in primary elections, but I do not believe well, that is the truth. He's he's involved in the Cooper and uh, and Sullivan primary. It's very obvious he is. He's going to be up speaking for John Cooper today in Jonesboro. That's a uh, well, state does. time. There, you know, there was some things that went above toward the ethics committee about people that are sitting in state and federal positions going out and campaigning blatantly for people in the primaries on their time. It is a very gray line for a governor to go up there for what we would call working hours, which would be eight to five Monday through Friday and spend his time speaking for someone to a group of people. To me, that is campaigning for somebody that's going to support your agenda on state time well, i it, think that is unethical well I, I, the time of day doesn't bother me as much but you know if he's using state resources like re- transportation for his secret service or whatever they call his his security detail um you know that's that's taxpayer funded stuff i mean and and if it's and just like i i'm i'm a little more concerned about some of these highway commission public, public public meetings where they're essentially promoting the sales tax increase you know i think that violates federal law they're using two point the governor allocated 2.5 million dollars to go to a lobbyist firm which he uses in his private races Mm. 2.5 million dollars of taxpayers money somebody call and correct me if i'm wrong to push the tax increase now is it taxpayer funds or is it funds that he's raised all right I will get the answer to that question. Yeah, I'm not because I'm not, there's a big difference. I, between, there's a big right, difference between but one I or saw, the other. Right, but I read I an article the, the where he did give it. The Highway Commission is. I think they're the ones putting out these um, these informational meetings. I think they're the ones. Well, yeah, they're going to be conducting the meetings, uh, and they they say they want to hear from the public on it. We'll see how much you get to say to right, them. But, but tax but you, increase. Uh, Media does get a lot of money. They spend a lot of money pushing tax increases. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't disagree that the people who are going to uh, make money off of this half cent sales tax, and we're talking construction firms, mm-hmm. road firms, concrete makers, right. and asphalt makers, and I'm not saying all of them, not painting with that broad of a brush, but a lot of them that will. Uh, make money off this are not giving money uh, to pay to run ads on television to tell people to vote for uh, the uh, you know th- th- this that's coming up on the ballot. I don't know which issue it is, but the issue that it will be, uh, I have yet to see. I've been talking to people who said they've got a coalition coming together that are going to battle against it and that they're putting money together. But I bet you you find that it's harder to get the money to do that than it is for money uh, from somebody who who uh, stands to make more money right. if I'm, if, if by I'm cons- getting something passed. If I have a construction company and I stand to make $40 billion or, 40, or, or several million just say, dollars. Let's just say you're going to make $20 million. Right. You know, I, could afford to, I, I, might, I might be able to afford to, to drop maybe $100,000 worth, exact, of, that's what worth I'm saying. of ads to to. Remind people to go out and vote for this this economically stimulating 
um, program. This new, this, but this, again, it, it's not a tax increase. We're just continuing. The though. folks that are listening to the show, the folks that are out there casting their votes, have got to make up their mind. Do you want to put people into office that govern, or do you want to put people into office that the first thing they do is tax? And when you look at this state overall in its tax structure over the last, I don't know, 140 years, it's been taxes through and through. How much has government grown since you came to Arkansas when State I, Government? When I got here in 2000, Mike Huckabee was governor, and they passed a budget that just hit $1 billion, okay, for the state. In 2000? Yes. They are now at about $5.7 billion. So it's times five in 20 years? Yeah. So here's an article that I'll look at, and this is the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. It says... Uh, a uh, governor governor kicks off campaign. Governor kicks off campaign for Arkansas funding road tax, making half percent levy. And it says here that the Republican governor told several dozen people representing groups that support the proposal, so that they had a meeting. And but I'll have to look into where the marketing money's coming from. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll find it's coming from those people. That were there at that meeting, basically giving money towards paying for the advertising. All right, we've got uh, about nine minutes uh, to the top of the hour. Going on eight o'clock. If you got to be at work eight o'clock, and you're more than a, two blocks away, you better step on the accelerator <laughs> a little bit. Fifty-four degrees here in uh, Central Arkansas. Let's get your traffic. So, Dave Ellswick Show, one hundred one one FM, the answer. Let's get back now for the last few moments of uh, this hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. We've still got another hour coming. I think Robert Steinbach is going to drop by during the 8 o'clock hour uh, for us uh, today and, and talk with us some. Uh, the president, if you did not know, is over in uh, India uh, trying to uh, solidify our uh, friendship with them. He had a... Uh, stadium speech today that drew what they're saying was 110,000 people. Oh, wow. They came to hear him speak today in India. Uh, had a great picture of him in front, him and, uh, and Melania, the first lady in front of the uh, Taj Mahal, which was very cool looking. I thought that was a kid. Uh, very cool as far as that was concerned. But I mean, we're talking a huge, uh, they, they were, uh, at the Taj Mahal Hall, hours after he gave a rousing speech to more than 110,000 at a cricket stadium uh, in Ahmedabad. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, in India. Now, the president and first lady strolled around the grounds of India's most famous attraction, taking in the sights. It was a rare occasion of the president visiting a cultural site on an international visit. Uh, uh, they've now arrived in New Delhi. I just saw the president's plane had landed. They were just getting ready to disembark from that. And uh, he once owned the Trump Taj Mahal Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Mm. But I'm going to just tell you what, it ain't nothing like the real thing. <laughs> and, uh, he was at the real thing. And they were, you know, very cool. There's the picture of him in front of the Taj Mahal. Wow. You know, <laughs> nice, nice picture of that. 
And uh, Trump was greeted by large crowds at the rally where he announced there was a $3 billion deal that's going to send uh, state-of-the-art military helicopters to the country. The rally titled Napasti Trump was a sequel to the Howdy Modi event. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm just pronouncing it the way it looks. <laughs> way it looks. Right? <laughs> uh, Trump held a pri- the prime minister in Houston last September. Uh, Trump's motorcade passed seemingly endless crowds with many cheering and waving American flags on the way to the 110,000-seat capacity stadium where the rally was conduct, uh, conducted. Large billboards were spread throughout the route showing uh, the prime minister alongside Trump and his wife. Oh, wow. They, they kind of pulled the stops out on that one. Yeah, yeah, near the entrance to the stadium, camels on either side of the road were seen greeting the motorcade, which the announcers described as a camelcade. Wow. <laughs> the largest cricket stadium in the world was full with banners displaying wow. the Trump's name throughout. They got pictures. I'm just saying, wow. you look at that picture here, and I'll show you this picture, guys. Hold on. That looks pretty full to me. Unbelievable. Oh, uh, yeah. That looks wow. pretty full to me. There's not very many. That place Boy. was packed. Wow. The Daytona 500 don't have anything on him. Yeah, huh? I'm, I'm look, yeah, I'm just looking at that <laughs> and just saying... Uh, for everybody who thinks the whole world hates this president, you are so wrong. You have, you know, don't believe CNN and MSNBC, got, huh? Yeah, they got they got <laughs> the TDS. You know, that's what they have. Trump and so many of them have TDS, and they can't get past it. I don't think I don't know if they ever will. It's to their detriment that they can't get past it because the president has done a lot of good things. You might think that, uh, you know, he's done this or that. But overall, if you look at what the, you know, what the economy is doing and things of that nature, pretty cool. Pretty cool what's going down as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the other thing, the other big story right now is this, the pandemic fears have gripped the globe uh, about the coronavirus. Uh, it killed 50 in an Iranian city. Now, I'm going to get Dr. Terry Yamauchi on this week because there's a couple of interesting sidebar stories now. I mean, they got the big thing going on in Italy with this as well, and they don't know how the infection is being spread. Oh, really? Now, that's something, that's a part of the story that we need to talk about. As far as, well, look, Dave, look how many people in China has it. Well, look how many people is, is in China, right. number one, and how close all of them live together. You want You want to see a pandemic? Do like they want to do in the United States, force everybody out of the rural areas into cities. My wife was reading. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, city, my, yeah, city, city life is, is, is far more dangerous to, for that. As far as something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Real close to my wife was reading travel advice uh, from the uh, federal government on, that they put out safety tips on mm-hmm. what to do when you're traveling. It surprised me. One of the main things is, is you do not eat undercooked food mm-hmm. because if the person preparing your meal in a restaurant from all these cities is sick and they handle the meat and the food that it will live on the meat for a yes, while. Yes, it does. So if you eat a rare steak or if you're eating mm-hmm. sushi like they eat in yeah. China all in different places all the time, you could actually catch it off of the meat or the fish so that, you that you're off. eating. It's so, really bad with shellfish. So I you, caught hepatitis while I was mm-hmm. on Guam from the person who was serving it, uh, serving some shrimp uh, down on Turagi Beach in Guam. Wow. So 
So when you're eating out at a restaurant, you want well cooked food, or they the the person in the back could be transferring your the, the, and the disease. And, and it's nice to see the signs that say "Wash your hands hmm. when you leave the restroom." I mean, I know that it seems like you should, but just pay attention around you when you go to the bathroom and see, see how many washes, people walk out of it without yeah. well, washing their I've hands. Seen it. yeah, it's I've scary, seen buddy. It. I'm just telling you, that's scary. Well, and another thing that's probably dangerous is public transportation, where you get cooped up with a whole bunch of other people and, and packed in there like sardines. And if they're somebody sneezing or coughing, or maybe they're not even showing symptoms, but they're maybe contagious, and you're spreading it to no telling how many people. You are correct. A break. Paul has to get out here. He's got a court date today. We'll find out about (laughs) that next Tuesday. Uh, It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM. The answer, home of Rush Limbaugh. We'll be back with more traffic, more weather, and more talk in just a few minutes. back as we continue here on the dave ellswick show uh bernie sanders uh in houston doing his thing uh, yesterday then uh, appeared on uh, cbs's 60 minutes and unveiled a new plan now remember i i was making fun of bernie earlier today because i said he was uh beaten up uh you know uh bloomfield for trying to uh, bloomberg they're trying to buy the presidency. Well, you can buy it with your own personal fortune or you can buy it at the expense of the taxpayer. And that's what Bernie's doing. Yesterday on 60 Minutes, he unveiled a plan that would guarantee free child care and free pre-kindergarten to all American children from infancy to age four. You know, Rush used to do a thing about wow. a decade ago, and they used to play it from womb to the tomb, from the womb to the tomb. We're there now, if you listen to Warren or to Bernie. Uh, from They want your kid from the womb all the way to the tomb. That you. should scare you people. Yeah, who's going to indoctrinate them and whose agenda are they going to be pushing? It's going to be that the government is the answer to all the world's problems. Yeah, he t- Sanders told Anderson Cooper from CNN, who is now a member of uh, the 60 Minutes team as well, that he planned to pay for universal child care with a wealth tax. It's taxes on billionaires. Now, it used to be that the left went after millionaires, but you can't do that anymore because too many of the people on the left are already millionaires. Bernie is. He's got three houses. All right. Uh, Quote, I get a little bit tired of hearing my opponents saying, gee, how are you going to pay for a program that impacts and helps children or working class families or middle class families? How are you going to pay for that? And yet, where are people saying, how are you going to pay for over $750 billion on military spending? Well, first of all, let's get something clear. Under the Constitution... The military is supposed to be taken care of in this nation. 
under the Constitution, it does not say you're supposed to get free child care, nor does it say you're supposed to get, uh, you know, free uh, uh, pre-K or whatever. How are you going to pay for a trillion dollars in tax breaks to the 1% in large corporations, which is what President Trump did, which is not exactly true. Uh, when you help the billionaires and you help Wall Street, hey, of course we can pay for that. That's what America is supposed to be about. Well, I disagree. Of course, you disagree, Bernie, because you believe everybody else's uh, wallet is your wallet. That That's what he... Look, that's what you have to understand about a leftist. And I've all, I've asked this question a lot of times to people, and they never think about it this way. The government now controls 60% of the health care in this country. People like Bernie Sanders want to control 100% of the health care in this country. They tax you unmercifully on the national level, on the state level, and on the uh, on the local level, think about this for a second. If they control your health care and how well you know you that's that's divvied out to you, and you've already heard Bloomberg say if you get to be too old, maybe you shouldn't be able to get treatment for say prostate cancer. You just unless you're as rich as as Mikey is, uh, you can go and and get treatment wherever you want if you're on medicare for all uh now we got a we got only so many resources so we got to decide who gets the resource and who doesn't get the resource and if you're old enough well maybe you shouldn't get the resource or as governor lamb of colorado said back in 1984 uh, americans have a duty to die his words not mine americans have a duty to die so you got that and then they got control of your wallet through taxation. They could control of your life, folks. You've just given your the whole control of your life to the government. Is that what you want? Well, Bernie, you know, is what we've seen in the press over the last s- several years, what you call a useful idiot for communists. That's he, what I'm thinking. I'm sitting there thinking this is a communist agenda. Well, it, it, it quite literally is. He, and the video no, socialism now, is nothing more than a bridge to communism. Well, it's it's a it's a slightly less oppressive version of communism, yes, and that's is. not, by the way, an insult. Well, what's the difference between socialism and communism? Communism is entirely the economic system is run by the government. Socialism is it's largely. It's just it's just it's a cronies. Of it's a bunch of cronies doing it behind the door. Well, it always and, and, is. yes. That's the result, right? So the no, you know, if you think about it, if you're five years old and somebody says to you, "Which system is going to work better?" You have one guy uh, or, or in charge of everything, or you have a bunch of people fighting it out. You might say, "Well, maybe one guy would be better." But yeah, then he'll you take become, care of everybody. He'll take care of everybody. Yeah. Exactly. And everything will be equal. Right. The, the, there won't and be fair. some. Yeah, everything right. will be equal and fair. And there won't be anybody left out. Exactly. There won't be any poverty. Exactly. And I then mean, you know what happens? You grow up. That's exactly right. right. Then you go into the real world. So many politicians have not ever been in the real world. They've they've been in government programs and operating government programs all their life. They've never even held a job in the real world. If people ought to understand, these people are taking family out of society and saying, you don't need family anymore. We will raise the children. We will provide the health care. And 
you you don't need family well, more. The government's going to take and, care of everything. And they view themselves quite literally as messianic individuals. Yes, they do. But they ain't. We've heard the term false prophet. They're a bunch of false prophets. How about history? Do they still teach history? Yeah, exactly. Do they still teach? Ha, let's study history. Worked, yeah, let's right? study history a little bit. I mean, exactly. yeah, I, I think they're taking history out of our schools. So the indoctrination that they're giving our kids while they're in the no, schools, no, no. they don't see how it plays out. They understand it hasn't worked in those other places, but that's just because they didn't do it right. They didn't do it right. Oh, okay. And, and what do they, they want to do now? They want to <laughs> grab your First Amendment rights. Right. And they say, oh, by the way, your speech, uh, that's hate speech. So it's not protected speech. Hey, here's a little clue, lefties. Don't use the word speech in the thing that you're describing when you claim it ain't speech. Then they want to grab your Second Amendment rights. Well, you know that uh, John Cooper up there in Jonesboro still to this day says, and I'm quoting my friend, it was discovered that the stand your ground bill uh, was a license to murder. It was discovered by whom? What? What? Sleuth? The people that tell him what to do. Exactly. And you know who that the is? The people that tell him how to vote. And you yeah. know who that is? Yep. That's Bloomberg's anti-gun groups. Oh, my God. That's who it is. Yeah. Bloomberg he, is he so anti-Second Amendment. It's Entirely. Amazing. Entirely. Here's the difference, though. For Bloomberg, at least he comes to it honestly. Like, he'll show up to a meeting and say, well, I think guns, if you have a gun, you're an idiot. That's what Bloomberg says. But Cooper claims to be pro-gun. Well, there's so many of these organizations that the World Bank belong to and all these huge money organizations belong to, and they have an agenda. Is a one-world order, mm-hmm. the same laws around the country. It's an international open, agenda. Open borders, and these people have lots of money to run campaigns. These people have lots of money to bring Syrians into Arkansas. They have lots of money that they want to bring the, the communists. They want to bring the communists. Uh, companies to Arkansas. There's people with big money pushing agendas in small government states. Yeah, exactly. I think that we all need to pay attention in, in talking about Chinese companies. Uh, there has to be a much better vetting done on those companies because here's what's been happening here in the country. And uh, the AG Barr talked about yeah, this a couple of weeks ago. And uh, the government has talked about to states about this. They're bringing in companies that our United States military and our United States government will not do business with because they're using it as a fulcrum to move their thought process into our country. It's economic development. It's all under, 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 the, disguise yeah, under the, of the disguise of, of economic, economic development. development. And they're getting tax breaks. They're getting tax breaks, and they're getting taxpayers' well, money to bring communist people in our backyard. Well, what about this? The, the, the state government collects your taxpayer dollars, and they spend $3 million on an opera house up there in the yep. – right. I don't need them giving away $3 million of my hard-earned money to a bunch of Chardonnay swirling elitists. I thought we were trying to get rid of that when we got rid of uh, the gift stuff. You know? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what that was supposed the to be. GIF, and, and the right. way And the way that it worked <laughs> is that they took it away from, from the House members and the senators and they gave it to the governor. Yeah. Yeah. So. Dave is being cynical out there for all you listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all they did was they're still writing the checks. They're just come they're just coming from different places. And one place. 
Yeah, but it's just going kind to of, the governor's office now. And, and what they found out is, and it happened to one of the people in our districts. They they changed this law and said, okay, uh, this is now going to go through a state agency. Was it was to start with? But they got emails from the representatives in but, the district sending emails to the state agencies telling them where to send the money to. And this proves a point that we were just talking about. Oh well, you know, if you elect somebody and he's in control of be it the medical system or the entire economy, he's going to do things fair because he's a divine figure and he does things all things. Well. I mean, nonsense. It's pure nonsense. Do we really believe that the purest of heart are politicians? That's who we put at the pinnacle? Please. And so when you see a politician who wants to take away rights from you, First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights, those are the people that are dangerous. You Instead see, of protecting right. those rights. And many of these people, they might have a law firm, and they might sign up. They might go to China, and who knows? They might sign up these Chinese people with their law firm, and they may be giving Chinese companies tax breaks. And there could be people benefiting. You heard of Biden And what's going on in the state of Arkansas? Let's talk about the bill that was up in the last legislative session to create ethics reform, to require disclosure of politicians and of Medicare or Medicaid receiving facilities. You know, I keep going back to the same thing. Who voted (laughs) against that? Cooper. There you go. He voted voted against it. Sullivan voted for it. And you can look at the politicians. I'm sorry. If you look at the politicians that the governor supports, would you say vast majority voted against that bill? Oh, they did. Well, the governor was against it. Governor, so it was against, and it's an ethics bill. Right, ethics bill. That's exactly right. And, you know, I think his nephew got in trouble. I think some of the... Yeah, oh, yeah, I, did. I must yeah. have missed that year of news. Yeah, that's, I must have been asleep for that you, year. You, you know, yeah. the, pro- <laughs> the yeah. problem is, is people have short memories. Yeah, yeah. All right, we've got to get a break in. Got to get your traffic for you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. That other voice you heard, I don't really have to identify it. I think you know it by now. Robert Steinbach is here. I haven't lost a Northeast accent yet. No, not yet. Robert Steinbach is here. He, of course, law professor over at the Bowen School of Law. Remember, his opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law or of the university. With that in mind... We'll get to uh, the traffic here on 101.1 FM, the answer, the home of the Rush Limbaugh show. 24 after 8 on a Monday, Robert Steinbach is here, Artie Hopper is here, Paul had to slip out, he's got to go and sit in front of a judge about something today, he's dealing with some issues with folks over in Conway, we'll find out more about that, I'm hoping. I think Chris Cooper is representing him. Yeah, he is. We'll see. Uh, we'll hear about that. Because he's always fighting for the little guy. Yeah, I don't. That. I don't talk about a right. lot of stuff like that until something major is starting to happen. Right. Now, right. some things are happening mm-hmm. that are kind of. It's leaning. I think a little bit Paul's way. Finally. I hope so. There's oh, there. That that's just such a bizarre it's another, situation. It's a story of bureaucracy and bureaucrats attacking individuals who are just trying to live their lives. And this is we got to shrink government and put these bureaucrats bureau hacks back in their place yeah i got a good story for you guys mm-hmm. today is a special day mm-hmm. uh today is the day that uh, the charge program goes into effect the justice department on tuesday last week filed an emergency request to the supreme court to lift injunctions on the administration's public charge rule 
which would restrict green cards for immigrants deemed likely to be reliant on welfare. Uh, The administration issued the rule in August that would define a public charge as an immigrant who received one or more designated welfare benefits for more than 12 months within a 36-month period. While a standard of not admitting public charges to the U.S. has been part of our immigration law for years, decades, in fact, it has never been formally defined in statute. Officials say that it will protect taxpayers and make sure immigrants are self-sufficient. So uh, the designated benefits include supplemental security income, that's SSI, temporary assistance for needy families, as well as most forms of Medicaid and the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, you know it as SNAP, uh, or food stamps. Usage, Usage of those benefits would be considered when an immigrant applies for permanent residency along with standard considerations such as age, health, and financial assets. Well, it's about time that we started putting some teeth in this stuff. It's such a no-brainer. Th- this notion that we are going to open the gates uh, to all immigrants, uh, regardless of cost, regardless of impact on our economy, uh, is ridiculous. This is the same point, right, that recently came up in this state about whether or not we're going to be taking these refugees. And all of a sudden, we're taking the refugees without asking the localities whether or not they want to take the refugees. Listen, I'm a, I'm a first-generation American. My parents are immigrants. I've got nothing against immigrants. But you've got to talk to the localities before you're going to be uh, throwing a bunch of refugees in there. And again, you know, there's some, some bureaucrats want to tell you wh- what you should believe, R.D. What, you're not nice enough. You're not caring enough. We're going to tell you what it's nice to be nice how it's how it is to be nice when we live in our gated communities with our security in our three houses and you you don't worry we'll take care of you who's paying for it exactly. the, the, who's paying for it? hey i've known people that's come over to this country legally for years and i've got a friend that's helped several families come legally and all of them that i know of had to sign that they were going to be financially responsible for these people for five years whenever they came. So, so, uh, it it is sure. So this has been part of the system, just like you read there. This has been part of our immigration system for as long as I've been alive. It's just during the Obama era, they just took some of these laws that were already in place and and not doing them. But I know people that have done it legally and these people have all gotten jobs and and that are all working. And some of them have been from Hong Kong or some of them have been from China. Some has been from Vietnam. Some of them's been from Russia. But they know they got five years to get these people in the system and get these people self-supportive or they're going to have to take care of them themselves. Yeah, well, the, I'd like to know all these people who came across the southern border and coming in through L.A. from China and places like that. How many they take aside and they talk to them and they find out if they can support themselves? That's right. But you find out that the majority cannot. I've got a China, a Chinese next door neighbor. The, she uh, met her husband through an engineering firm through uh, one of the jet companies here in Arkansas. And uh, she works here in the state and does well. One minute. Well, the point is that the left tries to shame conservatives. Just say, well, you know, you're evil. If you don't want to open the floodgates and the election of Donald Trump and this phenomenon surrounding his election is finally where conservatives say, 
You call me whatever names you want. You call me all the ists and isms you want to call me. I love this country. I welcome immigrants, but only the legal ones. Only the legal ones. And I don't care what names you call me. Conservative values are what made this country strong. Family values. We got uh, Sean Hannity coming up. Wayne wants to talk to us. We'll get to him after the break. But right now, here's Sean. We continue here on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show. Wayne is going to join us here for a moment, wants to talk about a pack for uh, gun rights. What's up, Wayne? Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, I, I wanted to let you and your listeners know that uh, the Arkansas Gun Rights Pack, well, we, we published our voter guide for the 17 GOP primary races coming up March 3rd. Okay. And where and can they get that? Uh, it's at ArkansasGunRights.com. And it's where are you guys stand on on the uh, on the primaries? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. What'd you say? Where do you guys stand? Like, for example, the Cooper uh, versus Sullivan race is a big one relative to gun rights, as you know, because Cooper killed Stand Your Ground. I presume you guys are supporting Dan Sullivan. Uh, we we have made endorsements in uh, four races. Uh, we we endorsed Dan Sullivan. His uh, Senate race, uh, uh, Representative Brant Smith, in his uh, Senator Alan Cooper in his race, and uh, Representative Marcus Richmond in his race. Outstanding. Okay. Outstanding. All right. All of these folks are are solid Second Amendment adherents. Well, but that we we have basically kept our endorsements to people that have had voting records that we can look at because they all talk big. You know, everybody's Second Amendment when it comes time to vote. A lot of times that kind of backtrack on you. So uh, we've, we've been hesitant to endorse in races where uh, both candidates are, uh, are, are new challengers. Yeah, well, and that's, not. and that's the beauty of, uh, I keep coming back to it, the Cooper versus uh, Sullivan race, where Sullivan uh, was a strong supporter of Stand Your Ground, and Cooper claims to be pro-Second Amendment and just tells this non-truth. Well, let's, yeah. let's get through the bull about yes, this, sir. all right? NRA says yep. Sullivan's got an A. Highest. And says Cooper's got an F. Lowest. That, that should tell everybody everything they need to know. That's right. And so now we have two different gun rights groups, NRA and Wayne's group, both endorsing Dan Sullivan for Senate. Both gun groups. Nope. And and who, by the way, uh, Wayne, I'll let you talk to you in one second. Who is uh, um, meeting with John Cooper? The Bloomberg anti-gun group, literally. John Cooper goes out to meet with them. So let's not kid ourselves. And what I don't like is then John Cooper says he's a pro-gun guy. That's just not true. Be honest about it. Go ahead, Wayne. Well, our, our voter guides are based on uh, the answers to 10 questions that we sent out to uh, to all the candidates. Uh, and we sent them to every uh, candidate in a contested primary race. Didn't, didn't get any back from any of the Democratic uh, primary uh, uh, candidates. Sure. But, uh, we uh, we got at least one back from somebody in every race. You know, oftentimes when they don't send one back, that that, that basically we interpret that as a, a non uh, non gun rights. Yeah, it's anti gun. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We had some sent back. Uh, one gentleman sent one back, and uh, he he answered about eighty percent of them wrong. But I wrote back to him and, and told the guys, look, you know, 
I disagree with your policy stance, but I appreciate your honesty. At least, <laughs> at least he most stu- people that answer eighty percent wrong would just not even send it back. So at at least he stood for he stood for something. Wayne, uh, red flag laws is one of those questions I know. What are some of the other mm-hmm. questions that was on the list there, Wayne? Oh boy, let, let me just bring it up here real quick because I and I'm trying to bring it up. Would you tell us one more time how to bring it up online? Yeah, what's your website again? ArkansasGunRights.com. ArkansasGunRights.com. Yeah, that it's it, pretty pretty simple to remember. Uh, the first one we asked was, uh, uh, if elected, would you oppose all gun confiscation bills, aka uh, red flag laws or similar legislation that would deny law abiding citizens the right to pro- uh, due process? Uh, to keep the keep and bear arms as protected by the Arkansas Constitution um, and the U.S. Constitution. Well, uh, you know, we since we're just strictly a, an Arkansas pack. No, I understand. Uh, I'm just highlighting the fact this is definitely. this is not a novel idea, right? That you're entitled mm-hmm. to due process under both the state and federal constitution, and the Bloomberg anti-gun types uh, think that it's a privilege. They call it themselves a privilege for you to have your Second Amendment rights. Of course, that's nonsense. Yeah. Uh, the second one we asked was uh, if they would sponsor or co-sponsor uh, a stand your ground law in Arkansas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one was, uh, would you oppose any legislation banning the manufacturer's sale, possession of semi-automatic firearms or large-capacity magazines? We basically tried to make them all yes or no answers, so they you know, not give them any wiggle room. Some of well, them and it's good, too, because there. sometimes these questionnaires are so burdensome that they're actually not legitimate. But if you ask a, a handful of simple questions, then it should, it should mm-hmm. be fairly easy to be able to respond. Right. Uh, we asked if, if they'd oppose any legislation that would repeal Arkansas's constitutional carry law, which is, you know, was Act 746. Right. Uh, uh, what did, do you recall what Cooper said about Stand Your Ground? Because, you know, he killed Stand Your Ground. Did Cooper say that yeah, he supports yeah. Stand Your Ground, or did he admit the uh, fact that he killed uh, Stand Your Ground? Unfortunately, he didn't return our question. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. What a big there surprise, huh? John Cooper can't respond to the Arkansas gun rights group. You know why? He's too busy meeting with the Bloomberg anti-gun groups. Literally. I'm not being figurative, Dave. He's literally meeting with the Bloomberg anti-gun groups. And he's like, well, I'm a conservative. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. You're a crony. com is where you can go and look at the the whole survey and, and check it out. Appreciate your call. We hope that people will go you, and, and see Thanks, what everything Wayne. says. All right. Appreciate it. We'll, great. We're going to move on here and and, and take a break. We've got to get a break in, get the traffic for you, get the weather for you. And then we'll be back to finish up a Monday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Wow. Three hours goes fast. I'm just telling you, it goes fast. Let's do that. 101.1 FM, The Answer, home of the Rush Limbaugh Show, Dave Ellswick Show as well. Here's your traffic. Okay, let's continue. And I was just showing Robert Steinbach uh, the uh, information I had that was, from what I've heard, was produced on public school equipment and and sent out. No doubt. Which is absolutely against the law. And, of course, nothing will happen because even if it goes to the ethics uh, panel, 
what can they do? Well, let's, let's here, hold on. Here's what they'll yeah. do. Slap on the wrist, yeah. But let's hey, tell the story them. a little bit more broadly. There, There's a Democrat uh, operative working up there in the Jonesboro school systems. I don't know which school district or anything like that. And he's sending out pro-Cooper, anti-gun. Yeah, it's Greg Barrett. Uh, oh, okay. Leftist um, Democrat operative ideas on school resources, which is against the law. And the fact is, the irony is that, first of all, he's telling a bunch of lies about Dan Sullivan. You know, Dan Sullivan was a teacher up there in Jonesboro for 30 years. Yeah, he'll not tell them that. Yeah, there's nobody more pro-teacher than a teacher. Dan Sullivan was a teacher in Jonesboro for 30 years when his opponent was a bureaucrat at some big company that, you know, produces widgets or something. So uh, you've got a teacher here. Uh, who's really a Democratic uh, operative maligning the good name of Dan Sullivan uh, because the Democrat operative is really just pursuing leftist ideas. And so I've been pressing for the 20 years I've been here that the Republicans go to a closed primary. Yeah, Boy, and, that would and, help and so a, much. And a, a perfect example of why is what's included in this material yeah. that this guy's sending out to people that he feels are Democrats. And I'll let you read that, that sentence there. Well, what, what's the sentence? He, it's it's he, highlighted right there. He's saying he wants to flood the Republican primary with a bunch of Democrats. Mm-hmm. The only people, the only way John Cooper can win that election up there in Craighead County is by having a bunch of Democrats flood the Republican primary. So this is this why is Republicans and conservatives, I should say, right, need to get out and vote to make sure the Republican primary stays Republican. Let's go through it very briefly. What did John Cooper do? He voted for Obamacare. He killed Stanger. After he ran against After it to get elected. Against, that's right. He killed Stand Your Ground. He is anti-gun as a consequence. He got an F by the NRA, and he, and he failed also from that uh, Arkansas gun rights group that we just heard from. Yep. And he also, Taxes also. Yeah, Don't forget he, taxes. He, he votes to increase taxes, and he voted against ethics reform. Those are Democrat ideas. Those are not Republican ideas. Cooper's running on a Democrat position in the Republican primary, and he wants a bunch of Democrats to come and insinuate themselves in the Republican primary, and the conservatives got to get up, get out, and vote for Dan Sullivan. The only way you're going to keep the Republican Party conservative is people get up, Get out and vote for Dan Sullivan out there in Craighead County. And then in the next legislative session, you know what will happen? We'll lower taxes. We'll enact uh, ethics reform. And, and, wait for it, we will pass Stand Your Ground. Yeah. Yeah, just a minute. I, I, I agree with everything you said. But, you know, if we get Dan Sullivan elected, which we need to do. That's right. I mean, what is the climate right now? I mean, who does the governor support in this race? And who does the who would you say the majority of the incumbent Republicans at the state capitol support in this race? Oh well, I'm hearing uh, from from uh, the Republic conservative Republicans elected officials that they are strongly in favor of Dan Sullivan. But that's no, good. that's not. You're right about the other office. You're right about the office. Yeah, that, the governor's office yeah. is for 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 uh, John Cooper. Yeah, he's going up there today. That's right. Yeah. And and. Let's see. Whenever you you brought up stand your ground, uh, right. I, that was that was defeated by a large. That was defeated, that was defeated by one person, by John one Cooper. person, by John Cooper, by that John right Cooper. there. Then you talked about Medicaid. 
Medicaid expansion, which is Obamacare. Which Let's is Obamacare. Obamacare. Uh, Cooper, John Cooper voted right, for uh, it. All right. John for Cooper it. got a lower rate on the conduit conservative um, ratings than a bunch of Democrats. That's exactly right. Then you come up with the internet sales tax. Oh, what the internet taxes, sales tax. Taxes, taxes. Okay. Taxes all right. And more taxes. All right. Now, where was the governor on all these positions? Well, he, he was on the wrong side. He right, was on the exactly. wrong side. I'm sorry. So that's the problem. That I, is the problem. The, way, we, the governor's race is coming up, and I agree with everything you said. But John Cooper, I'm saying, is going to be a voice crying in the wilderness. We need that voice. But after he get, we get him elected, we you have a lot of work to do. Dan, I'm sorry, Dan Sullivan. Sullivan. But after we get Dan Sullivan elected, excuse me, after we get Dan Sullivan elected and we're all doing what we can to make sure that happens, then we have a lot of work to do in the next governor's can. race. Of course we, we have a lot to do with people that will align themselves with Dan Sullivan. There's a lot of work to be done, but it's not going to be this one thing is going to change everything. Well, but we've got to start here. We, If Dan Sullivan is in the legislature this coming term, we pass Stand Your Ground. If he's not, we don't. It's that simple, folks. You want to pass Stand Your Ground? You vote for Dan Sullivan. If you're anti-gun, vote for John Cooper. Now, going forward... Look, we've seen a progression in the governor's office. We had Democrats for years and years and years. We had our first Republican elected currently, right? The next one is going to be a strong conservative. Okay, let's keep moving that in the right direction. But right now, we've got two more years of that legislature operating. And unless you want to wait four years out or so to pass, stand your ground. And unless you want to risk having these other anti-gun measures pass... You have no choice but to vote for Dan Sullivan. And support him financially. That's also, right. Also, we That's need right. to well, we need all the help he can get. All in this the race. help he can get. And at this juncture, we need the folks of Craighead County. And I hope we've got some listening on the internet. I know Dave has a big yep. uh, uh, group of people that listen they on the are. internet uh, who, who realize you can't rest on your laurels. You got to go vote in this primary. What's it? March 3rd. Uh, the early voting is now. now. Right. Early voting <laughs> vote is now. now. Go now. Go today. And when you when you look at the machine we were talking about when off there, whenever you look at all right, you got all the counties. All the counties are going to be voting a certain direction because the counties say we need that uh, half cent sales tax on everything to help fund the counties. Right. You got everybody that works for cities. You got everybody that works for cities that says, hey, we need our share of that half cent sales tax. And then you've got teachers. The teachers say, hey, we, we need uh, we need the other guy in there because he's going to bring more federal money or he's going to vote for I higher taxes. I, I mean, and, Cooper, like I said, was a teacher for 30 years. So, so teachers need to hear that. That's right. So, uh, so anyway, there's going to be the regime, which it sends out emails like this to counties and to cities and stuff like yeah. that, we don't own government resources. We don't have to. The conservatives don't have to outvote just the uh, the leftist Republicans that lean that direction. That's you right. have to outvote the Democrats that are going to come over and cross over and vote also. So well, that's the, the main thing that and I wanted to reason I yeah. press this issue. That's right, and I and I don't understand why. The status quo Republicans don't understand that open primaries do not benefit us at all. I think I know the answer, Dave, because the status quo Republicans are not strict conservatives. That's why the status quo. We know who the status quo crony Republicans are. They're not the conservatives, so they don't want to change that system. But if you're a conservative Republican, 
You want to change that system. And if you're a conservative Republican, you got to get out and vote in these primaries. Because that's where we're going to see the difference. Across in the, the primary, in these primaries, you got to exactly vote conservative. Right. You've got to vote for your Second Amendment rights. You've got to vote against Obamacare. You got to vote for ethics, and you got to vote against increasing taxes. I need to pay for an internet tax, really? I don't pay enough in taxes, and then I've got this mayor here in Little Rock. He wants to put a half cent sales tax every time I go to the store. Really? I don't pay enough in taxes. We, we, you know, in the state of Arkansas, we really don't have a spending problem. We have a revenue problem. Uh, Haven't you heard that? That's what the lefties say. That's what the lefties say. So in your positions out there, do you believe that we need higher taxes in the government to solve our problems and make prosperity for the people of Arkansas? Or do you believe that it should be more of a capitalist system where the businesses and the individuals keep more of their money and that they create prosperity yeah, in and, arkansas and you way, have a decision to make let's make sure we understand that when we say capitalism we mean capitalism we mean open markets we, we freedom. do i don't freedom. i don't mean corporate capitalism that is not what i'm talking about well that's like these folks at these big hospitals that uh, uh support obamacare that's why a do, perfect example right? why do they support obamacare because they get a guaranteed paycheck they're not competing for nothing. They get a guaranteed paycheck. Obamacare is a handout to big medicine. That's what it is. A handout to big medicine. And it and picks winners get- and losers also. It picks winners and losers. And guess who's the loser? People like us. Consumer. Okay. Consumers. We ain't getting nothing. And that's when you get that's when you get um, uh, Bloomberg saying, well, you know, if you're too old. Go home and die. Mm-hmm. Well, my insurance is up 70% at my is business, right? up 70% in is my business right? in the last five years. It's up 70%. We still have a private plan paid for by the company for our for our employees and our team members, and it's up 70%. It has not gone down one dime oh, where was since, that? Obama, Kersker. since Kersker Obama was supposed to bend. Don't you remember? Yeah, it has not yeah. gone down one dime. Yeah, because well, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Liberals raise taxes, tell you they know better for you, tell you that they will take care of you. They want to make you into sheep. And one day, folks, you're going to wind up in the slaughterhouse. Well, they have to protect us from ourselves. They've shown you all the time. That's right. They're going to cut your wool off. I'm just telling you, that's what they want from you. That's right. And they will take it from you. I think that's one of the things that's hurting the economy in the state of Arkansas, besides all the other taxes, is the increased cost in, 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 in private insurance policies in Arkansas. Whenever your average home is paying 1000 to $1,500 a month for their family health care, I talked to my doctor. He has a family of four people, and he spends close to $2,000 a month for health care. So when people have to spend that much, you know, it's tough. Guys, we're out of time. My goodness. Unbelievable. When Monday edition of Dave Ellswick's show is completed, R.D., thank you for coming in. I enjoyed it, Dave. Paul Calvert, if you're listening, thank you for coming in. And, of course, Robert, thanks for coming in. Always Always a pleasure pleasure. to have you in. Man, whenever you come on, our goes like that. I mean, seriously, just passes really, really fast. Appreciate it. Tomorrow, Tuesday edition, got a special guest coming on at 8 o'clock, and that's going to be Colonel Conrad Reynolds. Nice. If you were paying attention over the weekend, you know that the the United States government is talking with the Taliban and trying to get into peace talks with them. I heard that what they want to do is to make sure the Taliban agrees 
that there will be no more uh, ISIS or al-Qaeda, you know, areas where they're bringing up terrorists. And if they do that, then our government is happy with it and they'll move on. I particularly think that that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, We're we're close enough that if they try to start those camps, we can bomb them into, you know, pre-prehistoric time again. But anyway, we'll talk to Colonel Conrad Reynolds about that. Don't forget the Bible Guys at uh, 7 o'clock. Send them your questions, Bible Guys, at SalemLR.com. Until tomorrow, have a great day.